0: Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 134 for the 24th of March, 2010. Hey Dan James. I'm most excellent in the like self. And uh, we are uh, are on the couch for episode number 134.
1: Indeed. And we're going to have a little hiatus after this one, aren't we, for a week or two?
0: Yeah, take a bit of
1: a break. Break, uh, The spring break, as we say. (laughs) But uh, we're going to be talking about our normal uh, digital media technology stuff. Um, We have a number of sort of regular categories that appear. We've got business news, technology news, content delivery. Mobile news, uh, anything to do with uh, the gaming world and um, other
0: Gadgets and technology things that we think are of interest. Indeed.
1: So, um, without further ado, um, let's dive straight in there into the business world. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the debacle about you know is packaged video, packaged media, dead or alive. What's the verdict on this one? Well, Blockbuster, who you, you know they've they've
0: closed a thousand
1: stores in the US, yeah,
0: and elsewhere.
1: To be fair. Uh, yeah, because um, I guess there's a franchise there.
0: They've been toying with the idea of going bankrupt, almost like a kind of
1: after eleven yeah. style, you know. <laughs> Uh,
0: But they're still there, and uh, I guess uh, we've got a little note here about how Warner Brothers have uh, done another deal with Blockbuster to make sure that uh, Blockbuster is the only place you can get Warner Brothers movies. Uh, when they're released on DVD without actually buying them, it's the only place to rent them at all. Now that's quite astonishing that uh, Warner Brothers would do this deal with with a company that uh, everyone's kind of wondering if it's Which going to be. Which way did the next Warner
1: Brothers bet on Blu-ray or HD DVD? I think they are HD DVD. Yeah, there we go. So yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> where's your money? Um, <laughs> so that, uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know what percentage Warner Brothers has as the stable of movies, but um, that's fair work. Looking. Fair work and fair. And it. also, there's this new kid on the block. Redbox, who is doing uh, vending machine based rentals, right? Um, I did hear that. uh, I think Blockbuster was reintroducing late fees or something. Well, they always had late fees. Well, they take them away because of the whole Netflix, yeah, exactly. Competition or something like that. So, um, I guess maybe they've just been trimming their rentals for retail properties, and they'll keep some open. But that's the only place to get them. And maybe they'll they'll do an online play as well. It doesn't say they're not going to do online, does it? Nope. And uh, I mean Blockbuster.
0: I'm pretty sure that they've got one of those mail in Netflixy kind of services as well in the US. Um, but uh, mm.
1: I don't know. And as the article says, it looks like old media propping up old retail.
0: <laughs> well, the, I mean, there's a certain nicety about the fact that having a physical store you walk past and you see something you like and you.
1: It's shelf browsing. I mean, we yeah,
0: all... yeah, exactly. I mean, it's much easier to peruse a shelf of DVDs, uh, you know, multiple shelves of DVDs rather than looking through stuff online, it's just still not a, a pleasant experience. Well, when' like super wide-angle eyes. You <laughs> know, yeah, the, right, uh, unless you have a massive screen. Well,
1: it's like looking at a, an amazing view when you're on holiday yeah. vacation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it never looks the same when you take a photo. It doesn't. It's just like... It's ooh, the thing. Need a bit more 3D virtual reality browsing. You know, that's, <laughs> but more of that later, perhaps. <laughs> um, the other, I guess, business use quite parochially English um, mm-hmm. is, again, in fact, there's this uh, IPTV World Forum event this week in london Mm -hmm. Uh, and obviously you always get the the bbc getting up and talking about stuff and i think this time we've had bt getting up and talking about um this is british telecom talking about project canvas joining Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. um canvas is an over-the-top video play uh looking to marry up over the top with digital terrestrial broadcasts in a kind of pseudo standardized way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, or standardized way but obviously um not obviously there's plenty of objectors as well as there are supporters. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, so you've got Sky and Virgin Media who are saying, "Ah, you can't do this. It's, uh, it's going to be terrible for the market. Um, and uh, they've made their uh, unhappiness clear to the media regulator, Ofcom. Uh, but uh, this is, you know, this is the Office of Fair Trading. I guess the the argument there is that it's, it's forming a, creating a monopoly. Is that?
1: The well, they're of- saying it's a merger. And so they're saying it's not a merger. It's a project and it's. Mm. it sounds like a, the lawyers are rubbing their hands together in glee and going, oh <laughs> yes. okay oh, the subtleties here are oh, fantastic yes. but in the meantime you know is the consumer losing out um are obviously pros for first mover advantage i mean in the meantime mm. i guess itunes is making merry but then apple tv as a mm-hmm. direct to the big screen environment isn't really a credible competitor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we always talk about the fact that if you have a place where you can go
0: and get your content you don't actually care which studio it comes from or um, or the mechanism, really, as long as you can get lots of content in the one place and, and that 's really what it 's going to be providing uh so I think that's that 's the advantage that canvas is going to have with with all those partners put together yeah and um, you know the problem the sky and media have of course, is that they can only sell their content on their platform you know one of the things that sky 's looking at now is uh, moving on to uh Putting pay more pay channels onto digital terrestrial in the UK.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense to do those teasers. So if you look at them as advertising to get people yeah, on, that's true. Whether they'll be pay or not, I mean, that's the thing. I thought they were going to be pay. No, well, Maybe they have possible. channels typically pay services, or I mean, because mm-hmm. if you take Sky as a sort of part program producer and part platform operator, mm-hmm. then clearly, like the mm-hmm. news channels are typically mm-hmm. shared everywhere, aren't they? That's true. But you've got some of the the main properties, and obviously they cross-promote, so cheap form of advertising.
0: It is. Say. Yeah, well, that's true. Look
1: at that. So I, th- I think the Canvas thing is kind of interesting. Um,
0: so what else do you think is going to happen in the IPTV
1: World Forum? Well, ask me in a couple of weeks' time. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure a, there'll be a great deal of... It, it's one of these weird shows where I'm not sure a lot of it will be about IPTV. It used to be all about um, telcos and things like yeah. that, but often it's more an opportunity for like many of these industry events, networking and uh, yeah. sharing stories and wondering where all the punters are. Um, but uh-huh. maybe all the punters are on the, are on the other stands, but we'll see. Um, so I think that's interesting about Canvas. It's supposed to be rolling out at the end of this year, but maybe there'll be some stays of execution. So on to uh, technology then. Yeah, um, technology. This is something I've been kind of looking at a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is HTML5. And obviously, what do you know
0: about HTML5? How does it? Is it kind of like JavaScript with extra bits? Is it?
1: No, it's more. I guess tighter graphic control. So I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, in a simplistic way, you could say it's a, the article here is about challenging HTML5 can do what Flash can do. Mm-hmm. And I think from a presentation perspective, HTML5 can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of the demo pages, which are sort of looking a around, of you know, leaves yeah. falling down. I think. Yep. Uh, so it can clearly do it, but I think one of the advantages that Adobe has is they've got the whole production workflow. So they've got the tools, mm. so the graphic designers mm-hmm. can create the um, the content and get it onto screens through the Flash plugin. Yeah. Whereas HTML5 today doesn't. Mm. In mean, The same way that Silverlight doesn't, mm-hmm. really. Um, so yes, you can write... I mean, it fundamentally it's the same hardware, so of course it can do the same stuff. So it's one of these kind of almost middleware-y questions. And you've got the likes of... Um, you know, Apple is clearly holding out against Adobe to putting Flash onto their platform. I think a lot of that's related to you know, the business model because once you've got, if someone can quickly write apps which circumvent your whole media store, Yeah, that's right. I mean, as you, we were just looking at your Chumbi earlier on with its Flash mm-hmm. apps. Clearly, there's no store for that. I don't know how they're not making money.
0: No, they're not making money. It's, I mean, that's one of the interesting things about Chumbi them, is something. a kind
1: of an open sourcey kind of thing, anyway. Yeah, so you
0: can make stuff with the app up and anyone can use it. So but the only way to make money is by selling the hardware. Uh, for Chumby, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, that, uh, and again, that's their kind of different philosophy is that they want to have an open um, environment where people can Everybody create. Everybody makes money. And yeah, everyone, uh, the freedom of the blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas, <laughs>
1: <laughs> whereas other yeah. businesses need to make money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a great little product, the Chumby. I think, um, uh, again, it's, it's based on Flash. It's not based on HTML or anything else. Is so it?
1: Flash, flash, or is it? Yeah, it's flash probably flash. like because there's flash. also some flash likey kind of things where they say you know you don't have to pay as much because there is an embedded flash, ambient embedded flash license. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can
0: actually run the you can demo the apps that run on the Chumby in your web browser.
1: Okay, so it's actually kind of cool. You can same, see it running same in the stuff, area. but presumably yeah. there must be some performance. Yeah, well, it's a 400 megahertz Well, exactly, but it's going to be to, to it. I mean, that's one of the other challenges. You can author it in flash, but it has to then run on the target device. Yeah. So you've got to have some emulation environment. Block yep. limitation. Yep. Or something. So, well, and
0: that, I mean, that's a challenge, though. For uh, with HTML5, you've got a standard that everyone can adhere to and implement, presumably for free. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's um, kind of you know in Mozilla, and this was one of the debates at South by Southwest, one of these big sort of mm-hmm. um, media technology type. I guess it's yeah, coding, it's software, it's sort kind of a of launch of everything, yeah, everything, isn't it, really? Um,
0: but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the challenge there is, okay, so let's say HTML5 is a standard, um, but that doesn't mean that one browser is going to behave exactly like another browser.
1: Oh, exactly. You still have to um, proof it on each them, but that's no different from a web page,
0: really. That's true. But the advantage, uh, somehow Flash has managed to get everywhere and to actually have that standard of, you know, it is the same code base because it is the same code base.
1: As long as you can keep upgrading to the latest version until whatever you're yeah, running true. says sorry, yeah. this version doesn't work with you. I mean it's it's almost a it's an arms race, isn't it? That yeah, that's it's true to win. So um I mean I, I think HTML five has got some promise, but it, it's gotta be easy to make the content. Yeah, and that's And right the, now Flash is easy, and I think that's the great advantage of Flash. So Yep. Um You can be in Photoshop and drag and drop your graphics Yeah, straight and I saw some was it C Dragon, the stuff from uh, Microsoft as well, where they're looking at um Kind of scalable video and or scalable sources it's like a competitor mm-hmm. to pdf as well so there's there are competing technologies out there but mm-hmm. like a lot of these things if something is there an incumbent you've got to be you know three be, times better in yeah. order to displace an incumbent so yeah. one of the challenges there now uh, we, at the end of the last show we talked a little bit about um the ipad was just about to go on sale mm-hmm. or pre-order i should say and yep. that you know, we've predicted the future well um <laughs> now, now at the moment, there's lots of kind of calls for iPad apps out there. And I, I found this article quite interesting in a uh, kind of a VivMag, which is using the Xenio magazine platform. I don't know if you've looked at any online magazines before.
0: I've gone and had a look at the, the iPad demo of this. It yeah. looks fantastic.
1: But it's not really a magazine, is it?
0: It's not a magazine. It's kind of Apologies an Apologies interactive... for the buzz
1: soaring in the background, everyone. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, it's uh, more annoying for us, I can assure you. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic demo. I'd urge you to go and look at the show notes, which are on the Mm. the website. Um, But it is really kind of... uh, And they're really kind of arty, saying it's shot on Project Red cameras and they've stopped it frame by frame in the web demo. But it's kind of like watching a movie that you can look at the... um, It's all about sex advice or something, isn't it? I don't know. It's a bit bit bizarre, the (laughs) subject matter. But I guess it's it's designed to uh, titillate and and enable you to get through the front. But it does... It's almost like a... It's like a, a magazine trailer, which yeah. ends with the front cover. Yeah. So it and gives you a, a sneak preview of the yeah. magazine.
0: And kind of leads you through the stories and gets you interested in... I mean, it's actually quite, it was actually quite engaging. I, uh, um, it's so much so that even though it's just a video,
1: yeah. I actually started clicking on it to try and interact with it <laughs> because it was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I, wanna, oh I want that. Oh, I want that. Hang on. But so they did you have use... still the little blue patches where you, people mm. were you know, touching it. So I, I think it was quite interesting, but also the cost of producing that Oh, it's massive. Massive. I yeah. mean, unless essentially you've, you've got to have some kind of template where you, you're doing a promo for each episode of the magazine and you've mm. got to shoot it and do mm. a lot of post-production. Mm. So, but I mean, is it, is
0: it taking that kind of blended step from a printed magazine to... Uh, I mean, I think that's the value of the iPad is that you don't... Just putting text on that screen is, is fine. But if you can do something bigger and better than that and make it more than just the physical yeah. words on the screen... Well, I think
1: you need to. Um, mm. And I think that's one of the... Well, if you, if we we talked about a bit, yeah. bit last week about how you know, the business model has changed. So previously, mm-hmm. when I've looked at like Xenio copies of magazines, uh, I'm sure like Maker magazine mm-hmm. that you get, for yep. instance, is available online, yeah, as is wired and things like this, so you can get them. But they are exactly the same as the printed copy, but you've yeah. got some cheesy reader which sort of does a page curl, <laughs> yeah, and you right. have to click and zoom in and out. It's quite awkward yeah, exactly. using a mouse. Um, so it's interesting that Xenio, who is, I guess, one of the I've heard about them as a a leader of marketing digital editions of magazines has worked on this kind of... I don't know, is it proof of concept? It's it's interesting. Um, Mm, I think you can actually subscribe And if you're allowed to make it different from the printed copy, Mm -hmm. suddenly, yes, you could potentially charge more for it, but I'm not sure.
0: Well, at least you could charge as much. There's a few magazines that I've subscribed to, and you can either subscribe for the physical edition, which costs a certain amount, or you can have the electronic subscription, which costs typically... More less, <laughs> less like yeah. half as less, or even, even less than, less than, half than half. that. Okay, and you can often get the printed copy and the electronic subscription for, thrown in, yeah, yeah is thrown in, or like ten dollars a year extra or something. So, to actually, I mean, this I can see that they're trying to add more value to that electronic version by bringing it, bringing it to a new world. I beyond think just know, the we touched text. earlier on
1: about the blockbuster experience as well. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be looking to buy an electronic magazine, anything that offers a Sneak preview, mm-hmm. which maybe this this trailer effectively mm. is mm. is almost a trail for the magazine. Then you're more likely to you're more likely to, to, of, to subscribe. So, oh, this yeah. looks like a really cool magazine. I'd like to yeah. buy this. Yeah. So they can buy it. So maybe the, there is the notion of the the trail for the magazine because obviously in a physical store you can just put it down and have a look at it. Yeah, it's true. Many people do. They just sit and read <laughs> the whole thing. But, um, I think that's kind of you know, the, the world's a change in there
0: mm-hmm. now. James, the story you have about e newspaper looks. um yeah, I thought this was interesting. It looks, looks promising, um, in fact. That, uh, that it, so it sounds like it's three panels yeah. of... Well, four um, panels e.
1: hinged together, so it's a bit like an origami newspaper. Can <laughs> You kind of unwrap your... Yeah, so imagine <laughs> A5. So yeah. you, I mean, I'm folding my show notes here. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear that. Um, so, yeah, you just fold it out once and then fold it down again, and you've got a, like a broadsheet.
0: Uh, okay, I see.
1: Wait, how you hinge the panels and hide the hinges and do it all with the ink is the clever part. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Um, but if, uh, So the panels are uh, two millimetres apart from each other, which is yeah. pretty good. So it's like four A4-sized e-paper panels connected in a nearly seamless broadsheet, two millimetres between each.
0: Well, that's pretty big, actually. Um, if i um, rearrange my show notes to simulate the effect.
1: No, no, the other way. Like Yeah, they no, like, uh, you know, rubbish it doing this. It's, this is an audio <laughs> thing. But they reckon you'd pay roughly $300 to, to subscribe for a two-year subscription. So you mm-hmm. get the, the reader device for free. Okay, and then you're basically you're basically paying for the content. Yeah, so it's a bit like um, okay. a bit like a Kindle kind of thing, I suppose. Mm. But Kindle isn't subsidised. Mm. Uh, and I know a lot of newspapers, certainly in the UK, I don't know about other countries, do send us feedback. Mm-hmm. Feedback on com If in your country they're trying to persuade you to take a year's subscription mm. paper, um, so they're they're not so lumpy and bumpy. Um, but I think that's quite cool. So that's a company called Newsflex. But that'd be great. Um, I
0: mean, you could even at that point have a you know a Times. A newspaper that you carry around with you, and it, if it updated itself on the Wi-Fi, then you walk past well, a the train. Well, here they're with proposing
1: like, using, um, I guess, three G is one method. They're looking at FM subcarriers. I guess FM like HD radio in the US, for mm-hmm. instance, FM digital subcarrier. Mm-hmm. So looking to update news stories in real time. Um, That's cool. I mean, if it's if it's kind of updating stories in the background, you can get that
0: bandwidth. You know, if it's low bandwidth. for... Yeah. Basically, nothing.
1: Well, I guess if you're, then your newspaper would sort of gradually refresh throughout yeah. the day, it wouldn't be a new edition, it would just be an evolving edition.
0: But that's true, that's I mean, that's true of you know the online news anyway. So, yeah, you know, so if it's updating itself
1: overnight with kind of you know all
0: those kind I guess of Real time
1: editorial must be more of a tricky thing. Is at what point do you uh, typically you do it at sort of the end of the day? You'd look mm. to refresh the front page, mm. but not if it's still the best story, would yeah, you just refresh yeah, the story yeah, exactly. rather than
0: replace the content? Well, that's the trick is there's you know some news flash that's gonna be, mm. I guess at that point, you could design it so that you'd. Uh, uh, dedicate all the bandwidth to up- dedicate all the bandwidth to updating the um, yeah the front page if something amazing happened. So that was that's quite interesting. Um, See, I can actually imagine using that. Yeah, I mean, I mean could, I'd uh, turn certainly... the sit on the train and you know unwrap your e-ink display
1: and can you wrap the fish and chips <laughs> in it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, I don't subscribe to a newspaper today, so I'd be a new customer for that.
0: You would, yeah, and and I guess that's the thing that. No, but I mean, I remember growing up, my parents always subscribed to the newspaper. It was there on the breakfast table every day. That's what they did. Um, These days, you know, I tend to get all my news online. Yeah. But I'd be very happy. And I do, you know, you do read the paper, one of those free papers on the train or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. If I was...
1: uh, It's kind of like new media done in an old style or old media. Old media, media yeah. (laughs) Or something like that. But I think that's that's quite cool. So I think... uh, but you've got to see those devices there was some talk and we we talked about it on the podcast about a phone with a flexible display which didn't mm-hmm. seem to appear mm-hmm. never hit the market and i'm imagining there are all sorts of production engineering challenges to get oh, this totally. thing working and, and I mean keep it working like yeah, gonna, if you're doing break, a 2 year subscription to this yeah, thing it's got to keep working flap open or, or poof and break <laughs> off <It's> like, <laughs> oops <laughs> i want another one um, that's the
0: thing like to to for it to actually supplant Real newspapers has got to be better than the newspapers. That's why CDs took off. Thin, flexible, <laughs> yeah. and you know, robust. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh So CDs took over.
1: I remember the first CD demo I saw on TV where they spread uh, jam on the <laughs> CD and stuck it in the player, but no. they spread the jam on the wrong side. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they spread the jam on the top, so oh, right. it's read the bottom. Look, it still reads this. <laughs> and you're going,
0: hang on, that's the wrong side. But the reason why CDs succeeded is because they were more convenient than records. I mean, they didn't sound as good as records but they were more convenient, they were more robust it was easier, they were smaller Um, and so convenience always wins, so if you can make this thing portable and robust and and
1: MP3, the quality doesn't necessarily have to be there as long as it's it's easy to use Yep. Um, which also, I guess on the convenience side Mm -hmm. us neatly on to, I guess, is it kind of mobile news, I mean it's kind of Yeah, I reckon we're to mobile Yeah, I guess we did actually toy with having an iApp sort of story, but um, this is Opera, who's submitted a like a browser application to the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. I guess the jury's out whether they'll get it on to the Apple Store or not. Because well, this is why
0: they're making such a public thing. It's like, we've put this onto the Apple Store. Yeah, and it's, but it's not a browser. System. But at the
1: end of the day, you know, there can be the jobs of Ito saying, sorry, it may not be a browser, <laughs> yeah, but you're going to have it no. anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's my store. Um, my you're, store not playing. you're not You're not yeah. So, um, so have you, you've used uh,
0: Opera Mini on systems before? I've or?
1: used it on a Java-based Opera version on a phone, but it was really... Been three, four years ago, and it was mm, yeah, mm. the phone could barely run a <laughs> run anything. mini Java yep. uh, profile. So, I mean, you've used it on the DS. Got a free copy, didn't you? Yeah, Some it was Opera event. It was plausible. <laughs>
0: Dust. Um But, but de- uh,
1: was that doing server-side rendering as oh, well? No, no, That was when that was Opera.
0: Yeah, that was Opera Mini. This is Opera Mini.
1: Okay, so, so Opera full Opera is a full browser in the client. Opera yep. Mini is server-side, server-side so, rendering and compressed. It suggests it's just
0: sending an image. Well, it's not so much... I mean you look at the video on this? Yeah, I had a look at the video. It's, I mean, it looks like a full web page. Yeah, It's the equivalent of a full web page, but it's not actually sending HTML. It's sending, JPEGs, you know, or something? Opera's compressed magicness. I
1: process. guess it's going to be tile widgets. Yeah, basically. Tire-ized JPEGs so you can yeah, zoom so in. So it,
0: and it knows where all the links are and you can click on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much... That's not all the web page is really anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but... Uh, and, I mean, I've looked at the demo and it... I mean, at first, it doesn't look very fast, and then you compare it with... Um, Safari, mobile Safari, or whatever it is. Running over a 2 G network, uh, mm. 2D, 2D, 2G network, and it is, uh, and the the native browser is actually really slow when the data is coming down a really thin pipe. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, I mean, that's why they were doing that demo. It's not because the actual rendering on the iPhone is slow, it's actually because the data pipe is slow. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, James, but when I've wandered around with my uh, iPhone around the UK, it's... Not in 3G networks very often. Actually, it's no. often in. Well, I mean, I've only 2G? got a 2G
1: iPhone, so, so I'm <laughs> never in only, 3G networks. It's network. often
0: even in. Uh, no, six,
1: it's like. Well, just um today. I mean, some of the time it just doesn't work because there's no data connectivity. There yeah. you But you know, it's well, not going to help uh, you even with. Software software so I think that's quite kind of interesting. Now, this in the gaming section. Now, moving mm. swiftly on. um now, James, I, I've got to
0: make a, make a point here. We talked last week about the fact that the future of 3D is gaming. Well, this is yes. my prediction. And well, here we are. Nintendo clearly listened to the podcast. have taken a lot
1: more. And has rapidly come out with some <laughs> release. And now this is uh, in line for uh, E3 in June, mm-hmm. which is some way off. And this announcement, I think there's something fishy about this announcement. Because mm-hmm. it's a 3D, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's a 3D a DS. Nintendo Nintendo ds during the fiscal year ending March 2011. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that's the 1st of April, the end of March. So, I'm not convinced.
0: <laughs> he, do you think this is a big April Fool story? I think this is an
1: April Fool that, uh, you know, wow, this is a whopper. I mean, a whopper, in my mind, is a lie. <laughs> so, um, it, of course, everyone would love to have a, a Nintendo 3DGS three 3D GS or whatever, free, glasses free. Yep. It's promising a lot, um, but... I think it's a you know my my thing is a bluff. This is a complete spoof, mm. and it's pre-April Fools. The story just leaked out. <laughs> um a week you, early, guys. You said you had looked at some DS stuff, which was pseudo 3D. Yeah,
0: so it was a demo of a game that used the. I mean, there's no accelerometer in the in the uh, the DS, but it uses uses the camera in the DSI yeah. to somehow, in the same way, I guess, in the same way that that mice use a little camera to work out the fact that they've moved and, and understands that you've moved the the actual uh, DS around. And it, as it, as you do that, then it changes what's on the display. So it looks like you can kind of tilt the display and look More of around a things. sort of a,
1: a tilt function that you might get on a pinball table or something like that. Well, well, I've no, got a pinball can... game on my iPhone, but that's got an accelerometer in there. There's yeah, no accelerometer yeah. in, the, yeah. in the. Maybe there will be on the new one. Maybe that's it. They just thought yeah. so this is easy to do with an accelerometer, just wiggle it about. And, and it looks the good. It looks, it looks
0: it, it's, a, it's uncanny, it's actually, you're tilting this thing in you. Uh, and, and it obviously changes the graphics, so it looks like you're looking from a different angle. Um, and so you can't actually see around things as you tilt the display. Yeah. It's it's quite uncanny, but uh but again, it's about changing it, you're tilting the actual game you know, handset. You're not actually you're
1: altering the perspective, your eyes, that's I mean. the thing, yeah, it's yeah. a perspective change. And again it is just an illusion, so yeah. why not do it another way? So maybe that's you Maybe know. you've got to, I
0: mean maybe that's how they're gonna do it. Maybe they actually can have some sort of magic three D. Unless screen. they have
1: a lenticular display and they do some line interleaving, but then you'd need yep. to wear I guess a lenticular display would work, but
0: yeah, I mean that probably that probably would work on a small screen. I mean that's mm. we've seen some demos of big screens that do that, and yeah, if you stand in just the right angle in the right place, yeah, the right in front of it, yes, okay.
1: you would be. Uh, yeah, you'd so be yeah, this, uh, But I'm still thinking it's a bluff. Okay. I think it's I think it's an we'll early see. early we'll release see. April Fool, myself. But uh, <laughs> we shall see. Right now, in the other section. Mm-hmm. Now I think he's um, sending me to sleep, James. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's face it. None of us would ever claim that we get too much sleep or we wake up fully rested each morning. Mm-hmm. Um, for various reasons. For various reasons, indeed. So, I mean, we'd all like to. So, clearly, there's a fantastic market for something which makes you sleep better. Or, you know, yep. wakes you up. And we've all, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've heard about the sort of circadian rhythms and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And if you get jet lag, it's all about messing you up. And mm-hmm. there's the uh, rapid eye movement sleep, REM sleep we've all heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this thing here from this startup called Zio, ZEO, Z-E-O, mm-hmm. is saying, look, we all know people sleep, and I think there's some cyclism in there of sleeping. It's like mm. everyone sleeps for it's like a two hour session or something. And then uh, and, and the if you're repeats, woken up at the wrong time of the cycle, you'd be you wake up feeling and rubbish. And yeah. So, but if you just had that perfect time, so quite th- this alarm clock, and it doesn't look too shabby. Um, yeah, it looks right. Not quite as colourful It aims, aims, to, to, can be, aims you know? to wake you up. I guess at the time nearest to the time you wanted to wake up. Yeah. So, you're going to feel good.
0: That's the idea. I mean, that's, that's, where, they, that's where the concept started. And, and the story talks about how uh, these guys at university heard this lecture about how this happens and thought, oh, there must be a way of doing this. Um, and normally in sleep labs, you know, you, mm. you're whacking multitude of electrodes all over and There's people. loads of research into sleep stuff, isn't there? There is,
1: yeah. A personal sleep coach. <laughs> Hello.
0: And uh, so, they decided that, you know if you work out when the right time was and you could set, make the alarm clock wake up at the right time mm.
1: um how do you do that without attaching electrodes to various parts ah, of your body well
0: that's the trick so they decided yes you do have to mm-hmm. attach electrodes in fact it's a headband you wear <laughs> so if you look at the pictures on the website yeah okay there's, so there's cute girls that are asleep with headbands on and you know, they still look cute but they still have a <laughs> crazy like to headband them on up. You know, just, uh, <laughs> um, still have a crazy headband on so, uh, it's still,
1: so it's a silver conductive crazy headband. And what, is it wireless? or? Yeah, it's so it's wireless.
0: And it communicates with the clock radio and uh, does little graph actions of when you're asleep and when you're It does pulse s- stuff. I can see
1: on the display of the CO thing there's a pulse thing. But yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. why not? I mean, if it's going to help you sleep better, I mean, that sounds like a cool thing. And it's like... Yeah. Um,
0: so they've designed it now to, uh, to give you more understanding and knowledge about your sleep so you can...
1: Or it could take lots of other measurements as well, like the... Uh, like the Fitbit is a similar kind of thing, but the yeah, Fitbit's doing accelerometer stuff. Yeah. Because I guess there's probably going to be a tossing and turning side here. Exactly. That's related to heart rate exactly. and stuff. So.
0: I mean, I did uh, I did see a, a similar sort of product that... Because, uh, um, you know, I suffer very badly from jet lag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm always looking out for ways and... Drinking research. heavily the night before always helps. <laughs> <laughs> Only the first night. Oh, I right, can, okay, and then sure. you feel rubbish. Um, and there's a, I've seen another device that's actually like a watch that... Um, the way it works is simply it has an accelerometer in it and if you're not moving then you're asleep and if it's moving if you're moving and it's moving then it knows you you know you're kind of tossing and turning so it kind of well that's the, i think the Fitbit does
1: that and you but you can compare yourself to other people based on your movement patterns mm-hmm. but you, the idea is you wear it 24 7 oh really and then you can compare your i mean it's one of these um modern world obsessions with I normal <laughs> you know it's <laughs> like <laughs> help uh-huh. Uh, and you're, if you wearing, and you're not, you and knots. I, are, you and I are halfway there because we're doing our weight online, you know. Yeah, so that's, that's true too, yeah. That's true. So I, I think this is. Uh, There's probably, as you say, thirty between thirty and fifty percent of adult Americans are not sleeping well. Mm. The reasons are varied, but could be including overworked, over anxious, over caffeinated, or sleeping in a bedroom not conducive to sleep. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the bed's <laughs> too hard or soft. Or yeah, exactly. Light no, or well, that's um, the guys no. trying to
0: sell you new mattresses. That's so, true. Um, well, I I'm almost tempted to because it's got pretty graphs on it. and That always gets me sucked <laughs> in. <laughs> Anything well, exactly. with stats and graphs, yeah. And it doesn't say how mixed. much this is. Yeah, um, it's two fifty, right? Uh, online and uh, three fifty if you want a uh, personalised sleep coach advice over email. Very good. So presumably it sends the data in and and they say, oh, you need to sleep more," or mm-hmm. um, I don't know what they're going
1: to say. I presume it will be interested in sleep. Okay, and apparently the. Um this is the guy, uh, and it's been co-funded, this startup, by uh, the guy who did the iRobot, uh, robot vacuum, the Roomba. The Roomba? Yeah, so like that. So I think that's quite an interesting product, actually. Um, mm. Very cool. But I think I sleep quite well. Well, you probably don't need one then, James. Yeah. To. Although the bags under my eyes wouldn't contest to that. <laughs> but uh, there we go, I sleep well enough. Indeed, well, that's very interesting. Well, good luck on the IPTV World
0: Forum this week. We'll yep. hear about that later on. And
1: we'll reconvene for... On the Couch, episode 135. Five. <laughs> Very soon, for Okay, so thank you everyone for listening. Do read the show notes. they'll You'll find links. Lots and, of links uh, and interesting bits. Watch and the videos we've been talked about. Um, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. Write a review on iTunes. Uh, look at our Twitter feed. Follow us.
0: Send us some feedback at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com if you've got any comments, questions, or
1: complaints. Indeed, and we'll ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.